T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That gets you aboard as we discuss Andy, Howie, who deserves the most credit for what this franchise has been the last 20 years, and the top five quarterbacks of all time. I got Brady, Montana, Manning, Mahomes, and Steve Young. We'll get back to all that coming up. But right now, we go out to the guest line, Elliot Shore Parks, who's all set for a trip to Arizona. Elliot, how you doing tonight? Excited to get to Arizona, man. And you're going to be there next week. It's going to be a, uh, a true football guy week next week in uh, Phoenix. I would say it's the biggest football guy week of the year. Yes, it's going to yeah, be exciting out there. there. Elliot, yeah, exactly. um, before we get to the game and the matchup, I, I, did, I think I heard you, maybe, I forget when it was, but maybe it was during the pregame show, but you were somehow having to buy some new clothes, like some new attire yeah. for Phoenix. Have you done it? So sadly, I have not yet. I did get my hair cut today, so okay. we got we got that done with. Unfortunately, the game being so far away, I don't have anyone to cut it in Phoenix. I had to do it today. Uh, still deciding what suit I'm going to wear, but yes, I will be getting hopefully you know five or six new uh, outfits for next week. Got to look nice, you know. It's going to be Radio Row. It's a Super Bowl, so excited to get that done. So let me ask you this: so I, I know you're a uh, you're someone who who looks nice when you go to the game, right? You wear a suit. But, like, yeah, the the other parts of of the Super Bowl experience, like Radio Row, Media Night, um, if you happen to attend any of the parties out there, like, what are we talking (laughs) about? More suits or just some nicer clothes? Well, Joe, if you just want advice on what you should wear next week, you can just come out and say it. You know, you don't you don't have to. Well, no, I'm, I'm just like I'm it. just wondering how you're going to dress, and then I could go off right. of that. That's all. Yeah. Right. So, so I would say dress the part of how you want to look. I mean, a radio row. You know, I would say it's a little more casual. Uh, the media availability, people dress up for sure. The party. So this will be, I think, my fourth Super Bowl that I've covered. For the first two, I did try to go to those parties. You know, like the big ones where all the celebrities go to, and you just. You know, you always feel underdressed there, I guess. It was it was a humbling experience to get into a, a party like that. But uh, I won't be trying this week. This is a, a work week this time. All right. It is, it is a, it's a business trip for Elliot and for the Eagles and for all of us. All right, Elliot, let's get to this. Let me ask you the question that we were, we were debating earlier, where, where you lie on this. So I would say, for the most part, until now, 
if you say, like, if you had to pick out one person uh, within the football part of things, whether it's coaching, yeah. player, front office, the last 20 years, that is the biggest reason why the Eagles have become such a good franchise. I think Andy Reid would have been the answer for most people. He established the culture, the foundation, left Doug behind, Foles, all that. Um, I think how he's surpassed him now, because he's done all this this year without you know, mostly Andy people. I know there's a few players left over, but I, I think Howie taking two different teams to Super Bowls, he, he's gone over Reed for me in terms of credit for the last 20 years and what this franchise is. Where do you lie on that? Yeah, so so I understand the people who, who say Andy. I do, right? Because living in, you know, going through those early 2000 teams, uh, I think he set the foundation in some ways for this franchise. He was uh, the first coach that was really successful under Jeffrey Lurie. So there's an argument for Andy, but I think if you just drop somebody down and, and explain the franchise, the history of the Eagles franchise, right, and they knew nothing about it, it would be pretty simple. The guy that constructed one Super Bowl team, the guy that's overseen probably, probably the best stretch in Eagles history, and then a guy that might have another ring in two weeks, yeah, that's the most important guy. I mean, what Andy Reid did was awesome, right? I mean, the, you know, those early 2000 Eagles were, were amazing to watch. They were extremely successful. They didn't win the Super Bowl, and unfortunately, that, that has to factor into this. So when eventually Howie has two rings to, to none for Andy, I don't even think it's close. But even now, I, I think that uh, even with one to nothing, I still think you would put Howie ahead of him. Elliot, as we look forward to the game itself and where the Eagles are at, are, are you surprised at the um, the betting line out there and, and the way this thing has flipped around? I mean, the Eagles are – they're the favorite. I mean, they're the favorite over yeah. an all-time great quarterback. And and you go through the history of the Super Bowl, that doesn't happen very often where, you know, guys that are obviously all-timers like Mahomes already has become, they're not usually underdogs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I was looking it up today. Mahomes has never been an underdog in the playoffs. So this is this is a new new territory for him. And, you know, as great as Jalen has been this year, and I certainly think Nick deserves coach of the year uh, consideration, I think he probably should have been a finalist. You can make the argument that Chiefs have the better quarterback head coach duo heading into this game. So for them to, for the Eagles, I should say, to be a favorite, it, it is somewhat surprising, but, you know, they've earned it as well, right? I mean, they, they were dominant in their two playoff games. They've been dominant in the majority of games that they've played this year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I am surprised to a certain degree of their favorites, but we'll also see how this plays out. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if by the time kickoff came, if it was a pick'em or if the if the Chiefs, you know, creep ahead by one point. But but it did surprise me when the initial line came out. Elliot, any concern over the offense after Sunday? Um, not, I, and I do think the context is necessary. The Niners were one of the top two or three defenses in the league all year. I mean, that's a great defense. Uh, right. And the game was kind of weird And that. I think the Eagles realized pretty early they didn't have to take any chances. As long as they didn't turn it over, they weren't going to lose. But that being said, the offense had one of their worst days of the year moving the ball. It was just a slog for a lot of that game. Any concern about the offense and Jalen Hurts heading into the Super Bowl? So my concern wouldn't be off of that game. I mean, if you think about these playoffs so far, the Eagles basically haven't had to play in the second half of both games. And even with as good as the 49ers defense is, they still put up 21 points in the first half. So it wasn't, you know, like they were up seven to nothing and turned it off. I mean, they were, they were on pace for 42 points against that, that 49ers defense. So I didn't, I didn't have any concerns really about the offense coming out of that game. I think Jalen did what he had to do which is be smart with the ball and kill time in the second half. And they did that very well. Now, my concern with offense would be it's been a while now until they've put together like a real dominating, you know, first quarter to the end of the game offensive performance, right? You think about that stretch, Tennessee, uh, the Giants and Packers, 
that was probably the last time we've seen them really kind of click on all cylinders for four, for four quarters. And going against this Kansas City Chiefs offense, they're going to have to do that. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the game a little bit more and certainly a ton more before, before they actually kick off. But this Chiefs offense might be better than the Eagles offense. And there's not many teams you can say that about in the NFL. So if this is going to be a shootout, if it has to be another 41 to 33 type of win, do I have confidence that the offense can do that? I, I don't know, right? I, I mean, they haven't played well in, in a while. So I think that's the biggest question going into the game. Can they win a shootout against the Chiefs? Yeah, and they might need to against a, a quarterback that good. We're talking to Elliot Shore Parks here. Elliot, I, I saw you and James um, on, on a Go Birds episode. We're talking about the meaning of this one. If they do pull yeah. this off compared to 2017, and I, and I saw a clip of it and I was watching for a little bit. And my first thought going in before I, I listened to you guys was like, no way, right? Like nothing compares to the first one. But, but, when I think about it, I mean, I do think if they get this one, a second Super really legitimizes the whole franchise as as not just like it's a different realm. Like there's a couple, yeah. there's teams that have one, but if you have two or more, and you're always successful, like the Eagles will start being talked about with the other great franchise in the NFL. What do you think? Because I'm sure a lot of people just reflexively say 2017 is is more meaningful. Yeah, and you know, you get again that that's a fine answer, right? It was the first Super Bowl. It was an amazing run. The way they won it was one of the best Super Bowl games ever, right? But but I also think that in any sport, uh, right, and with any team, the the championships that are remembered the most, the ones that are talked about the most, the ones that people bring up and all that, those are the ones won by by great players. Those are the ones that are won by the best in the history of the franchise. I mean, if Iverson would have won a title in '01, if McNabb would have won that title in '04. They would be viewed as, as you know, the favorite titles in the city's history to a certain degree, just because those were iconic franchise great players. Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl in 2017 was an unbelievable run, and it was awesome to watch. But at the end of the day, Foles wasn't even the the you know the starter next year, right? I mean, that team didn't really have it had clearly some great players on it, but Foles is is not like the best quarterback in franchise history. There's a chance that if Jalen Hurts wins this Super Bowl. It's not going to be many years. I mean, you've already written about it until he is the best quarterback in franchise history. So while 17 was, was, was an emotional Super Bowl and it was awesome, I think this one both validates it, but it also checks the biggest box for a great championship, which is it'll be won by one of the greatest players in franchise history. And so I think that could end up making it more special. Yeah, and it could be the one that it kind of pushes them forward with him to a, to a new amazing era of Eagles football. Um, Elliot, injury-wise, the only thing I guess that there's any worry about is Dickerson, but that sounds like yeah. it's not that bad? Yeah, uh, I mean, they, I think they're going to have all 22 started yet again. I mean, I think the longer Landon Dickerson is here, we're going to learn two things about him, which is one, he's a, he's a great guard, but two, he comes out of what it feels like almost every game for a snap or two with something that's bothering him. So, you know, the Eagles released a practice report today. I believe he was listed as limited or did not practice, uh, but it was a walkthrough, and the game's a while away. So I wouldn't worry about it. I think they're going to have all 22 starters uh, for the Super Bowl. How close are we to putting Hassan Reddick at the top, or near the top at least, of lists of the greatest Eagles free agent signings ever. I mean, you go back and you kind of look at some of the names. Runyon obviously was a great one. Troy Vincent. I mean, they've had some great ones. Malcolm. But, I mean, yeah. man, this this year by Reddick is as good as any season we've ever seen a pass rusher have around here since since Reggie White. Well, and think about how much that's changed since the start of the season. When you think about how A.J. Brown started the year, uh, you know, obviously he wasn't a free agent signing, but he was an acquisition mm-hmm. in the offseason. The idea that Hassan could have passed him would have been crazy. But now you look at what he's done and not just what he's done all year. 
but what he's done in the biggest games. I mean, if you look since December started, when, you know, the games really started to matter, he's been unbelievable. I think he has like 11 and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. Um, he, what is he up to now? Like 18 and a half sacks and 20 games or something like that. I mean, I always thought one of the greatest stats in Eagles history is Reggie White having as many sacks as games played for this franchise. Hassan Reddick clearly hasn't done it as long, but he's almost doing it this year, right? So just in terms of the impact that he's made this year, it isn't just that he gets to the quarterback. It's that when he's there, he makes plays. He finishes the job. He knocks the ball out. And these other great pass rushers that people talk about, Micah Parsons, uh, you know, Nick Bosa, they, they did not have strong end to the years. They did not make plays in the playoffs. Hassan Reddick has been an impact player for this team when they really needed them. And I just know in terms of my time covering the team and, you know, recent Eagles history, I can't think of an edge rusher that's had more of an impact than Hassan Reddick has. All right, Elliot, uh, let's end with this. Kenny Gainwell, the performance so far in the playoffs and, and his usage, if you had a guess, is this just more because they're up in these games and it's just the way the games have gone? Or are we seeing a little changing in the guard here? Like, is, is he and, and Miles closer to 1 and 1A than, than ever during the season? So I wouldn't call it a changing of the guard. I do think it has a little bit to do with the score and they, they want to get Miles out. I mean, Miles is wearing a knee brace at the end of the year. I think he's mostly healthy, but I think, you know, it's also something he's still somewhat dealing with. I think in close games, you know, if this Chiefs game, and I would be very, very surprised if the Eagles blew out the Chiefs, um, I think you'll see Miles Sanders be the pretty clear-cut number one. Kenny Gainwell is going to touch the ball, but ultimately I, I still think Miles is, is their go-to back. So Kenny's been unbelievable. I mean, if you remember back at the trade deadline, we all thought the main need, or, you know, most of us thought – was a top backup running back. And Kenny, you know, to his credit, in the playoffs when called upon, has been really good. But I still think Miles is the guy. Yeah, and, and he'll probably be in the Super Bowl. Elliot, I appreciate you hopping on. Have a safe flight, and I'll see you next week in Arizona. Yep, sounds, uh, sounds good. I can't wait. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks joining us there. Next time I see him, we'll be out in Phoenix, Arizona, where he'll be wearing something nice. And um, I probably will just be wearing what I normally wear. You going to be wearing shorts out there? Shorts feels a little aggressive for February. I and mean, I understand I'm, I'm in Arizona, but I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't think I don't know if I've ever traveled um, to a place where the temperature is different than where I came from. Like, for example, I went. I've been to Hawaii, right? So I've been to, to a beautiful climate, but I went in July, so it's like it's it not, wasn't much different than what you were used to wearing. Right. I, I was wearing shorts on the plane. I was going to wear shorts when I got off. I've never had one of those drastic travel switches, and. I guess this counts, right? It'll be 70-something when I get there, and it will be like, I don't know, 25 when I leave or 30 when I leave. That's pretty drastic. I don't know. Shorts feels aggressive. I mean, is it unprofessional to wear shorts on Radio Row? I Again, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it is. Have you ever seen how radio people dress? Yes, you I, have. I do. I see it on a daily basis. Every single day. Remember that time around here where we, um, we kind of, the idea was no, no more shorts and, like, dress nicer? That lasts for, like, a few weeks. Well, I don't know if you remember, after a few weeks, people stopped coming into the office except oh. for us, and we got to wear whatever we wanted for a while. That's right. It's a, yeah, we complain about the NBA coaches, but we did the, kind of the same thing. We never went back to, to dressing more professionally. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. Good stuff from, there from Elliot. Uh, a couple of things I want to dive into here. But if you just hopped in the car, uh, so he's with me on this. He's with Roseman um, as, as kind of jumping Andy Reid now as the more important figure Eagles history and really what they've become over the last two decades. You know, the Eagles were not a good franchise when Andy got here. And then, you know, Andy, and they added Howie in the front office with Joe Banner. And, and you go back the last two decades, the only team with more appearances in, a, in the conference championship game, 
have been the New England Patriots, who obviously had the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time, and they and they were great in the AFC. But no team other than the Patriots has more title game appearances last 20 years, and that's a testament to what the Eagles have become. But I now look at it as Roseman has surpassed Andy Reid in Eagles history for what he's done. He's taken two different teams to a Super Bowl, and now this one is without any quarterback Reid anything to do with, without any coach Reid anything to do with. Like, this is... This is more of the Howie Roseman Super Bowl than anything that that Andy Reid had any handle on. I know you know Kelsey's still here and all that, but you know Roseman was the GM when they drafted Jason Kelsey too. Let's not pretend it's only Andy Reid. I now have Roseman ahead of Reid in Eagles history. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four, and then we're discussing our top five quarterbacks of all time. And I went Brady, Man, uh, Montana number two, Manning, Peyton. Obviously, we had a caller earlier who mentioned Eli. We think he meant Peyton. But I went Brady, Montana, Manning, Patrick Mahomes at number four. And at number five, I went Steve Young. And, you know, I had a couple people say to me, how could you put Patrick Mahomes in there already? I mean, I how could you not? I, mean, I know it's only been five years, but I, I look at what Patrick Mahomes has accomplished in five years. It's better than most quarterbacks ever for their entire career. I mean, what he's done in five years in the NFL is unprecedented. And that actually makes the fact that the Eagles are a favorite in this Super Bowl even more impressive. I think it shows like their their talent level, what they are right now. They're favored over a guy I believe is a top five quarterback in the history of the NFL. Like, just think about that for a second. I know he's young, but they're favored over a top five quarterback ever in the NFL, at least in my rankings and Tucker's. We both have Mahomes in the, in the top five. It kind of cements how good the odds makers and people think this Eagles team is like their favorite over Rita Mahomes. It's that part really hasn't sunk in yet. Like I, I've acknowledged they're really good. They're, they might be an all time great team, but that part's still amazing to me. They're favorite over Rita Mahomes. Yeah, I just think it's fascinating in a league that pretty much has built success on head coaches and quarterbacks. The Eagles are doing it with their line play, right? I mean, I look at the Eagles defensive line and how they've basically wrecked every game they've played the last four months, and I look at the offensive line, which I don't know if it's too crazy to say might be one of the greatest offensive lines ever assembled, at Mm -hmm. least for one season. I mean, that's how they're winning games, and as I look at, you know, the path to victory for both teams, it comes down to that. Can the Chiefs break through the offensive line, and can they keep a hobbled Patrick Mahomes healthy? And I wonder if that's a big part of it, too, how much confidence they have in him being complete and total Patrick Mahomes come next Sunday. Well, and and I, I saw this earlier. Uh, you know, BetMGM has, in every sports book, has the odds up to win the MVP of the game. And and I think not every book is is the same on this. Some books have Jalen Hurts as the favorite to be the MVP. Some have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I actually think it's, it's kind of silly if you have Mahomes as the favorite over Hurts, despite the Eagles being the favorite to win the game. It's kind of weird because you would think the quarterback of the winning team is is the most likely uh, and, the, and the logical MVP uh, winner of the game, but whatever, that that being aside. So I noticed one book, Tucker made the point about maybe some of this is Pat, they're a little worried about Patrick Mahomes' health heading into this game because we, have we seen him move around since he ran on that final play? Like he really went all out to win that game, the run where he got pushed, then they kicked the field goal. And it's not like last week in the midst of the title game week, we saw him go to the podium, did a press conference. Have we seen Mahomes since the game? I don't think so. So we have no I idea. Will say he was a full participant in today's practice. Did they practice? Whether or not that was an estimation. estimation or not, I don't know. But 
they they clearly think he's kind of along the same lines he was a week ago. Right. And and, and what he did, what he pulled off in the title game was impressive. But that being said, if you look at the odds, one sports book they they list everybody basically every big name is you could, could bet on them and have odds on them. And they even have the backup quarterbacks, which they I think they have to just put them in there. I mean, it's, it's I guess it's worth a shot if you think the starter could just get out hurt in the first quarter because then you have a quarterback and a big number. But Chad Henney's odds to win the MVP are way different than Gardner Minshew's. It was like sixty-six to one versus one hundred and thirty to one, which is it's like double. So I think that might be part of it that there's still this fear that Mahomes is not healthy, which he's not, but that he have to come out of the game. Now I don't think there's any chance Chad Henney's winning the Super Bowl MVP, but. The fact that Gardner Minshew and Henny are not the same odds, that's kind of weird. Especially because Jalen Hurts is banged up too. Exactly. It's it's almost as if they're telling us that th- there is a fear or a thought that maybe Mahomes would, would have to come out of this game at some point. Now, we just watched him, though, play the full AFC Championship game and move and run at the end to win. I tend to think these might be the two toughest quarterbacks in the league physically. I mean, Hurts... It's not hard to see that, the way he plays. Mahomes, though, hasn't he shown that in the postseason now? He played on the turf toe in the Super Bowl, and he he didn't play his best, but he played. And now he's done this on the ankle? I mean, that's the one aspect of Mahomes I just don't think we talk about because he doesn't play. Like, his style isn't tough. Jalen Hurts' style is tough. You see it. I mean, you watch Jalen Hurts for five minutes, you're like, oh, he's a tough dude. Mahomes is tough. Yeah, he just doesn't run through contact. Right, like he isn't a guy that runs through a brick wall. He isn't Ben Roethlisberger or Brett Favre. Or you can throw John Elway in that mix, too. He plays a different style of game, but he's there every Sunday. He's only missed, I think, four games in his career since he became a starter. Yeah, he, and he's remarkable. He plays through injury, plays hurt, and he plays well. I mean, that's like what he did in the past game here. That's the craziest part of it. Like, he played well through injury. I mean, he played a game that most quarterbacks would die for. And he did it through an injury. 215-592-9494. How would you rank the top five quarterbacks in NFL history? I go Tom Brady one. I can I, I just I can't believe there are actually Montana people still out there. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. Like Brady surpassed him by a mile. Brady one, Montana two, Peyton Manning three, Patrick Mahomes four. Yes, he's in that. He's there already. And I go Steve Young five. I put him over Unitas. I put him over Elway. I put him over Marino. Put him over Rogers. I go Steve Young. At number five, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Your top five. How do you rank top five quarterbacks ever? Reed or Roseman? Who's more important to the Eagles last twenty years? I'm going Roseman. Two Super Bowls trumps the one, and he's got the ring, and he might beat Reed for a second one. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And how about this? The the 49ers actually gave the Eagles some bulletin board material, and it seemed to bother them. It seemed to work. Here what Darius Slay had to say about that. Coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now. Use promo code Gilio so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Yeah, I'll be on a touchdown score. How about Jalen Hurts to score an A-type touchdown in the Super Bowl, all an app that's top-rated, it's safe, secure, and it is super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. I really like the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP. So join FanDuel today. Promo code G-I-G-L-I-O to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's a hot board. What's so funny back there? Me? Scratching my uh, eyes? Did you have to see Evan Turner's latest tweet? Oh, no. Oh, tell us. Uh, about 30 minutes ago, he tweeted, Tom Brady retired? Question mark? You think he's being facetious like it's the only thing anyone's talking about? Or is he behind everybody? I think well, he put an exclamation point at the end, too. So I think it was an ex- like he was out of the loop today. I actually sometimes I wonder I, if he's going to remember where he was when he found out Tom Brady retired. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll remember where I was when I saw when I heard Sean O'Hara give the dumbest take take you here on. on let, let's play that again. So if you, if you missed it earlier, the Tom Brady retirement. We're, we're debating our top five quarterbacks ever. We'll, we'll we'll assume for a second Brady's for real on this one. He's going to retire. So the goat, the best quarterback of all time, calls it a career. It's obviously a big NFL story. It's a big sports story. It's, it's, you know, it's a big deal. He's, he's, he's finally going to leave the NFL after being drafted in 1999. It's, it's crazy, or 2000. Um, but, okay, we all can accept it as he's 46. He's probably done. We watched the play in the playoff against the Cowboys. He looks cooked. I don't think this is an earth-shattering thing. Well, don't tell that to Sean O'Hara from our NFL center on Good Morning Football today with the most ridiculous thing you'll hear on TV all week. This is a, a huge moment. Not just for Tom Brady, not just for the NFL, but like for all of us. You know, look, uh, people remember where they were when JFK was assassinated. You remember where you were with 9 11. Can I tell you something? Can I interrupt you real quick? He, his first start was a week after 9 11. That's how long like, ago he's been playing. I, was, I came out the same year as him, 2000, and he's still playing. 23 years. That's a long time. But I, I'm going to remember this. Like, I'm going to remember who I'm, I'm with. Uh, Kyle's going to remember he was in Vegas. Um, you, you're going to remember where you were when Tom Brady announced his official retirement. No, we are not, you moron. So, first of all, to compare it to those two 
tragic moments in American history is, I mean, it's it's borderline offensive. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to get offended. I don't, I don't think he meant to offend anyone. I'm not. I'm not upset at him. I just think it's so stupid to think that anyone's going to remember Tom Brady's second retirement announcement, even in the same realm as tragic moments in the history of America and the world. It, it didn't make any sense. The second time this guy retired and he did it in a dumb Twitter video and wherever else he posted it. Like, no. Um, and then to talk about how meaningful this is for all of us. Is it really? Is it really that meaningful? So I, I just, I, I couldn't stop laughing watching it because I was trying to, I was asking myself, like, do we really think that this guy went on the air with the plan to say this or did it just come out? And you know what? Look, do a show here four night, you know, four hours a night. Sometimes just say things, right? Like we're in the middle of a conversation and I won't plan to say something, but it's just kind of off the cuff and it happens. But, and then other times, like it's, it's the topic of the show. I, I kind of know where I want to go and what I want to say. I'm going to give Sean the benefit of the doubt and say that just happened. I think so too. But I also thought it was weird that Peter Schrager jumps in and instead of saving him and trying to redirect the conversation, he uses 9-11 as like a, a date to point out how long Tom Brady's playing. As it, opposed to saying, like, maybe we don't talk about it. He just goes all in on the whole 9-11 talk. And then Sean just plowed right through and kept going. I do wonder, do you think he had more tragic moments to point out? Because he says, everyone remembers where they were in JFK and 9-11. Schrager jumps in. Do we think he had, like, two more really bad things? Let's just throw them in. I mean, he might have. Just runs down a list of, like, this is just like this. People remember this. when, you know, the, the Berlin Wall fell. So I, someone messaged me earlier and said they do remember where they were when Kobe died. Now, I, that's tragic, but at least that's sports-related. And I remember that, too. I, I do remember where I was when Kobe died. I was, it was like a Sunday afternoon, wasn't it? Was. It was. Um, and, again, I think we could have levels to all this, right? Kobe's not the president, and nor he was it close to a, a, a terroristic act. But, like, I remember that. And, and if you want to, if he wanted to include that, I think it would have been probably insensitive. But I at least would have understood the line, right? Like, great, all-time great player, and it's a big news story. I could have, I, I maybe I would have let that one go. He also didn't even retire in like a unique way. No. Like if he came out at halftime of the Super Bowl and interrupted Rihanna and said, "I'm Tom Brady and I'm retiring," I'm out. We would talk about it for twenty years. I think that video Tom Brady made is going to be forgotten in like three months. Well, especially when he comes back to play this year. <laughs> yeah, when he goes and joins the Raiders in the second week of, of training camp. So one one Brady uh, retirement question I have is, are we now tapped out of Tom Brady retired shows? Like, like let's say he comes back, and then eventually he will retire. He has to. So a year from now, he, this time, guys, I mean it. I know I played one year for the Niners or the Raiders or whatever, but now I'm actually out. Can we do the top five quarterbacks thing next year, or, or are, we, are we done? I might move him down a slot. <laughs> There's only so many times you can make me do the same same bit. Yeah, this is this is two years in a row we're doing the same same thing. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop it on. We'll get to the phone lines in a second here. Want to play this for you though? Uh, and we always talk about the bulletin board material stuff. So obviously, the, the, what the Bengals were saying all week, Burrowhead, that got to the Chiefs. I mean, you heard Travis Kelsey screaming and yelling, calling people jabronis on the uh, the podium after the game. There was apparently some bulletin board material that got to the Eagles as well. Listen to this from Darius Slay, and I did see a story today that Sirianni kind of made sure the players knew about this. Here was uh, Slay talking about George Kittle giving the Eagles some bulletin board material. 
Let's talk about the week, man, leading up to the NFC Championship game. We do pay attention to the media, man. We do. We were showing our respect to San France. But what triggered us as a team and as a defense, you know, I got a lot of respect for George Kittle. I think he one of the best tight ends in the league. But when he said that we look good on paper in the football world, we know how to take that. That basically saying not too physical. As a defense, what us being one of the best defenses in the league as well, we took that as kind of disrespect. We said they're a great defense. They're a great team. They triggered us to go out here and play a lot harder to show who's physical. You know, they got one of the best defenses for sure, man. I got a lot of respect for them, but that pushed our button. And, and, you know, we had to show who's the best team in the NFC. I like that. And I'm glad Sirianni pointed it out to them. I mean, he's right about that. I mean, I, I think we do that. Right? When we talk about teams, we say on paper, there's like a twinge of that's kind of a diss. It's like it's a backhand. It's a backwards compliment where you backhand a compliment. You're like, yeah, well, they're good on paper. Well, he's not really that good if, if that's the way you say it. So, Sometimes I think we forget how much these players do pay attention. Like the days of them reading the newspaper are over. Do I think most Eagles players listen in their car to WIP? Probably not. I mean, some I'm sure do. But like I remember, I have heard Ike tell stories before. Every every morning when he would ride into the facility when he was a player, he would listen to Angelo. Do I think most players still do that? Probably not. But you know what they have? They have a phone and social media, and they see all this stuff. Whether whether they're listening live or they see someone, well, someone said to them, "Hey, you know, the, the evening show called you a bum." Like whatever it is, they hear it. They they get it told to them. You know, I, I mean, we know Miles Sanders is a listener of the show. We've 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 that's been documented. I mean, we named our fantasy team after him, so we did. It obviously is true, and I just think it's refreshing that someone finally admitted it. We pay attention. I, I do think there are some players who don't. Like I, I would doubt Jalen Hurts actually spends time on Twitter, but I think it's refreshing someone like Darius Slay. I know for a fact. Like everyone knows he does it. It's refreshing to hear you say, Yeah, we, we we're on Twitter. We see what you say. We see what they say in the press conferences. Yeah, I mean, let's just be real. I mean, these guys are in their in their early twenties, mid twenties, early thirties. People of that age spend time on social media. Like, they're not that different than the rest of us. I mean, again, are they reading the newspaper? Are they reading every column? But they probably interact with somebody who does. Right. right. Like, even if that person doesn't on their own, I mean, it happens with us. I mean, don't, like, four times a day you say to somebody, hey, did you see this? Mm-hmm. Now imagine if it was about you. Of course he would say it. Well, and, and people and, and listeners and, and wherever, like readers or listeners, depending on what the medium is, they like to tattle. Like, whenever the afternoon show is having fun, and, and like today they were saying who would win an arm wrestling match, uh, the camera or I, someone sent me a message saying, like, like I voted for you or something. Like, or, like, I, I see that. Like, I'm not, was it? I didn't hear them say it, but like, they're just like us. Of course they hear it. I always think it's weird when people do that. When you treat when you tweet out like a criticism of a player and then they someone tags them and it's like, "Ooh, get them." Oh, the tattletailers? Yeah, like what are we doing? Well, that's you know why that's dumb unless I I don't like when anyone tags an athlete. Like why would you like leave them alone? It's soft. Why? Cuz right. It, you're like graveling for their attention. Well, probably. that's exactly what it is. 215-592-9494. Top 5 quarterbacks of all time. I go Brady, Montana, Peyton Manning, I have to say that now because we had a call earlier who, who said Eli. We think he met Peyton, but I want to uh, just clarify. Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and I go Steve Young at number five. And I now put uh, Roseman over Reed, important Eagles of all time. Let's go to Steve in Wildwood. Hey, Steve. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Great Steve, show. doing well, buddy. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, Joe, of course. I'm, I'm beyond ecstatic how we won this past Sunday. It's got me just... Just beaming, we're going to win the Super Bowl. But hey, I want to I want to jump in on your conversation about you know, how we over Andy. And here's a big thing: I was talking to Tucker about it. 
that that Howie is, you know, I was, anyone who knows me knows, I've criticized Howie to a high level, and I think a lot of us has. But here's something he can put a feather in his cap on. There's one coach on this team right now that has been there for a long time, and this guy is phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's a big reason why they're winning. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, would that tenured. be would that be one of their longest tenured assistants, Stout? Yes. Yes, exactly. Jeff Stoutland. Chip Kelly brought him in. Howie Roseman recognized the greatness of Jeff Stoutland. He could have been spiteful and nasty and said, you know what, anything related with Chip, he's out of here. Mm-hmm. But he, he recognized he was great, and he kept him. And that's a smart GM. And he kept him through Doug. And then he kept him into this regime. And that guy is a rock of Gibraltar coaching those linemen to be the greatness that they are. I mean, everyone knows Jordan Mylott is a product of Jeff Stoutland. Dickerson, you know, has gotten, you know, look at the accolades. I mean, he's like PFF rated, one of the best guards, pass blocking and run blocking. And that's Jeff Stoutland. It's a, it is amazing. Steve, it's amazing how this guy has lasted through. I mean, I mean, really, he's been here through three different coaching regimes. That almost never happens with assistants. Yeah, that's because that's how he's guy. That how he recognized this guy is great. And and I have to give credit where credit is due. As the GM, you recognize greatness and you pay it well and you keep it. And he's done that. And and that's that's an testament to Howie and, and why we're in the second Super Bowl. I mean, this guy, you know, the offensive line wins games. I was on here last week with you and I was telling you how how I just think the offensive line is just phenomenal. And once again, they were phenomenal on Sunday. They're going to be phenomenal in the Super Bowl, and they're going to road grade us to another championship. I have no question about yeah. it. Yeah, Steve, it's, it's amazing how week to week it's just like we know they have the advantage, and and they yeah. never let down. I mean, can you think of any game this year? I mean, I guess the Titan game had a bunch of penalties, but can you think of one game where the offensive line was bad? No. Like, they never have no. a down week. No, they never let us down, and, and they step up, and look what Lane's doing with the, with the injury, and he's just – you know, stepping up and rising above. And and I firmly believe, and I think, I, I found an article that said the Chiefs are like one of the worst um, win rates against the run blocking. Mm-hmm. Like, so their D-line is not very good at winning the battle at the line of scrimmage against the run. So, man, I, you know, I'm just, I hope they just realize that and they just road grade them to us, uh, you know, and get us to another Super Bowl because, Again, they they are so key. They're so great. But Jeff Stoutland, and again, that's Howie Roseman. And, and credit where credit is due, Howie's done a great job. I think he's he's definitely outshining Andy Reid here and getting us to our second Super Bowl. Andy got us to one, and we lost. Howie's got us to another one, and we've won. It's yeah, he's he's going to get the pin here this this uh, this time too. So <laughs> three. Three slams, uh, three slams fist on the mat, and Andy's down, and Howie's the winner, right? Yeah, and it's not something I think anyone would have guessed. You know, it's five or six, seven years ago. It's it's amazing, no. and, uh, Steve, no. how it played out. I mean, it's kind of it's 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 the ultimate. Just you know, as time goes on, the story changes. That happens in sports sometimes. Yeah, it does. It's it's a great story. I mean, again, I was, you know, we had our, our critics of Howie a couple of years ago, but hey, man, he's turned it around. I mean, he made mistakes. We all know Rieger was a mistake. He's but. He fixed it. Here we are, like best record in the NFL in the Super Bowl. So you have to give credit where credit is due, man. It's 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 a great job, and and I I will you know a lot of people again, like I said, that knows me, they would say I was a pretty tough critic of him. Well, I'm not, you know. Hey, I'm in his corner now. Let's win a Super Bowl and win a couple more. <laughs> well, I mean, right? why not? I mean, look, why, I, why not, Steve? Appreciate the phone call. 
Yeah, we'll take care of one first. But, yeah, I mean, the Eagles have a path here. And I heard Mark Cerise uh, today debating about you know the importance of this one compared to the future because the window is, is open for the Eagles. Now, there, there's a lot that goes into that. And windows in the NFL, I always say they close quicker than you think, and they open before you're even ready. I think the Eagles are a prime example of that. Th- this window opened very fast. Like, a year ago, no one was even sure if the team was really any good. And then all of a sudden, boom, they opened this. I, they, I mean, they just burst the window open, and they're in the Super Bowl. But we also don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, that's that happens for all these teams in the NFL that get closer, win one. You think you got two or three more in you, and you don't know. But with the, what they've set up here, they, sh- they should have a nice run of success. Does that mean they're going to get to three or four more, or more Super Bowls? I, I mean, that's hard to do. But they should have a nice run of success here with this quarterback and with the coach and, and with this. I mean, the offense is really young. I mean, I know they have some age at center and right tackle with with Kelsey and and Lane Johnson, but they're still playing at high levels. Those guys. I mean, I mean, if they want to keep playing, I don't see why they're going to just fall off tomorrow. And then they have youth at quarterback. They have youth at left tackle. They have youth at left guard. They have a guy they drafted last year in Cam Jurgens, who I'm sure will start somewhere next year, whether it's center if Kelsey retires or it's right guard if if he doesn't. And then look at the wide receiving core. I mean, these guys with a Devontae Smith and. A.J. Brown had the best combo year ever for, of Eagles wide receivers, and they're like 24 and 22. I mean, they're going to be around a long, and they're both under contract. So there's no reason this team's going to fall off a cliff after this year. Will it be as easy? No. I mean, the schedule is tougher. The you know, They have more road games next year. We know no one wins a division in back-to-back years. All that's true. But they've got themselves a, a very nice setup now. And, that, and how we set this up. I mean, they, they've set themselves up for, for extreme success over the next five years, but it's, it starts with this one. 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard. Um, and, you know, to go back to the quarterback thing and, and sustaining success and, and, and having, you know, a great quarterback, it, it, I think it does also point to the opportunity they have in front of themselves right now because they have an opportunity. They're favored right now over one of the great quarterbacks of all time, a guy that both Tucker and I are comfortable, even though five years into his career in Patrick Mahomes, putting in our top five lists. Like, he's Mahomes is that great. I respect him that much that I will say he's a top five quarterback ever already. And the Eagles are favored over him. Like, just let that sink in for a second. And we'll see, you know, as we get closer to the game, if the line flips, if it changes. But the fact that the Eagles are favored over Patrick Mahomes gives you a glimpse of how good they are across the board. Because, you know, T- Tucker mentioned earlier, he's never been an underdog in any playoff game. In his, I think maybe Elliot mentioned it. Never been a, play- a playoff underdog ever. And his first one now will probably be against the Eagles. We'll see. I mean, it could change. But as of right now, Patrick Mahomes as a playoff underdog has never happened until he goes up against uh, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. That co- Imagine if I said that statement to you last year. When they came in here and won. What was that, week four last year? I was looking at that box score last night. It was week four, I think. Andy Reid has always beat. The Eagles have never beaten Andy Reid since he left. Three times? 13, 17, and last year. So 13 was a game here early in the season, if I remember right? Uh, I believe it was a Thursday night game. In September of that season. It was like week two or week three. I think it might have been week two. And they were close but lost? It was week three. It was week three because they lost to San Diego week two. And I think it was close, and it may have gotten a little out of hand by the end. Week in uh, the the weeks the the 2017 game, excuse me, that was week two, right? They they uh, beat Washington week one, 
and they went to Kansas City and lost in week two? Yeah, remember Zach Ertz had like a wild catch at the end of the half. It bounced off a, right. a defender, and he like ran for 40 yards to set up a field goal, but they lost that game. And I remember there was a lot of it, – it's funny. It, it, you know, you think back to seasons and, and kind of the storyline throughout the season. Remember the consternation about that 2017 team after week two into week three? Like, I remember there was a big thing that week. Lynn LeGarrette Blunkett, like zero carries – and people were in his locker asking if he was upset because, you know, he was a guy that has had or had, you know, he's got a hothead. Just call it for what it is. And and he kind of brushed it off. And there was, there was a lot of question about Doug that week and the Eagles at one and one Giants coming in. And they end up hitting this, the field goal, the Jake Elliott field goal the next week to go to two and one. But I like, just think about that, like questions about Doug, questions about all this. If Elliott doesn't hit that field goal, they're one and two with a road game the next week. Yeah, I always think, you know, momentum plays a huge part in football because it's such a short season. Like, one little thing like that can can kick off a butterfly effect. And you're right. I mean, that Giants game, they handled the Giants for most of the game and let them back in the game late in the fourth quarter. If they don't win the game, I wonder where that season goes. Like, do they finish around 9-7, and 10-6, and six, and they're the fifth seed in the playoffs instead of the one seed? Could. I mean, yeah, it could. I mean, it, and that obviously, that changes the history of of the Eagles. And then last year's game, the most recent one against Andy Reid. I don't know what to do with that game as we look forward to this one. I mean, I think it's always kind of you know a little bit instructive to look if a team played a team recently. And I would say last year is recently. We have the same coach on both sides, same quarterback on both sides. But that game was so so different than I think what we expect now. I mean, that was forty two thirty. Eagles lost that game. I mean, the one thing to note, but again, I don't know how much to do with it because they were down in the game. Do you remember how good Jalen Hurts' numbers were in that game? They were off the charts. Yeah, but that was around the time we were doing Jalen Hurts' garbage time debates, whether or not he was actually any good when the game mattered. So, totally, and they were down. He did go 32 of 48 for 387, two touchdowns, and then he ran eight for 47. I mean, he had 450 yards offense, basically, in the game. They also had no chance against Mahomes. He was 24 of 30 for 278 yards, five touchdowns. They didn't have one pick. Remember, right, wasn't it that linebacker that, that stunk last year? He picked the ball off. They signed him from Minnesota. I think he, he picked the ball off over Mahomes in the middle of the field. Wilson? Is that his name? Eric Wilson? Is that a thing? Is he a real person? Eric Wilson sounds like a real person. I'm, if my memory serves, he picked off Patrick Mahomes in the middle of the field of the link last year. Anyway, I think that was the interception. Um, but they had no chance. Oh, yeah, it was Eric Wilson. Remember, he led the uh, the Vikings in tackles the year before. Yes. And he stunk. Oh, he was bad here. Yeah, he was. Uh, T.J. Edwards eventually took his job. But you, you go into the into the into that game, I mean, the Eagles had only one less first down, and they held the ball almost as long. Boy, third down – the Chiefs were 9 of 10 on third down conversions. This was kind of the beginning of um, nobody like Jonathan Gannon. That, that really was kind of cemented. I watched a video a couple nights ago. Crossing Broad had, they you know, they do like the man on the street videos. They were out after that game. They kind of re, they like reposted the video. They were out outside the link after this game we're talking about, last year's Eagles-Chiefs game. And they basically, yeah, you know, he was asking people, like, what do you think about Jonathan Gannon? And, they, and, and what do you think about the Eagles? And it was basically like, fire Sirianni. Sirianni's the worst. Gannon stinks. Um, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how far we've come in a very short period. But 
Yeah, it was a shootout last two times. Last time these teams played. I mean, really, what seventy-two points in the game? Forty-two to thirty. Chiefs won it last time. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That is a hot board. We got a lot to our final hour, including chatting next with Dave Sims. He's a Philly guy, college basketball guy, and he's the TV voice of the Seattle Mariners. And I wanted to get him on to talk about this Eagles Super Bowl, his emotions as a as a, a Philly fan from afar. And we'll talk some baseball. We haven't done any baseball talk on the evening show in weeks because the Phillies offseason basically was done weeks ago. We've been caught up in the Eagles. Curious what Dave thinks about this season to come, spring training in a few weeks, and how good he thinks the Phillies will be a year after a World Series appearance. Dave Sims joins us next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 